0: I'm Bianca Vivion and this is Ask Viv. Welcome to episode 21. We're going to try something a little different in this episode. And I'm gonna get right into the questions, and let me tell you why. Because something in the air, in the atmosphere, I don't know if it's the transition of the seasons, or I gotta check the astrological weather, or if something is just going down in this generation, but y'all have been really going through it. And you know, I know because I had been going through it too. If you're anything like I was in the last few weeks or in need of some real reassurance, and you're in need of some assistance, And so with no further ado, we're going to get right into these questions because I know that's your favorite part. Dear Viv, I was curious as to what you think. I feel intensely sad a lot, especially when I think about my childhood or the relationships I've had which have made me insecure or in which I never advocated for myself. Or even now, when I think about how lost I feel and how tumultuous my life is. I'm not depressed, I don't think, but I just feel this intense, heavy sadness, like almost a physical heartbreak. What are your thoughts and what can I do to not feel my emotions so intensely? You know, I think that one of the really frightening things about life, really, really devastating things is how we can develop a really heavy burden and a really deep sense of pain and we don't even remember where it started or where it came from and I think that part of the issue is that when we're children we're so wide-eyed and full of expectation and our expectation is that when people tell us something that they'll be telling us the truth and that when people say they'll do something that they'll always do it and people honor the sense of responsibility that they have to you because when you're a child that's mostly true. You know, your parents are so concerned with your safety and they're so concerned of if you're eating on time and how you're feeling and constantly worried about your body and your mind and your self-esteem and you're being catered to. But the second that you go out into the world, and I'm not talking about 18, I'm talking about, you know, sixth and seventh grade, the, the second that you get even the slightest bit of independence, you immediately begin to encounter disappointment. And all of a sudden you start taking all of these notes of people who betrayed you or rejected you, or you may have felt safe around, and then all of a sudden they betrayed that trust. And suddenly, before you ever know it, you wake up one day 25 and you're just like, damn, where did all of this come from? This chip on my shoulder, how did I become a walking consequence of all the promises that were broken? how did I become an amalgamation of the shortcomings of the people around me? And you wonder, how do I keep going? And for a long time for me, the answer was to just put the blinders on and to race as quickly, quickly, quickly as I could to the finish line. I I used to think that if I just had an agenda, I said, if you can just get money or if you can just get that job or if you can just you know keep this guy around you can quell that burning sense of disappointment and you can mitigate that deep deep sense of pain that you feel but what you run from you run into and all of a sudden you're there at your best and you can't enjoy it or at your worst and you can't bear it and you're wondering what am i going to do with all this baggage And it's so funny to me, your question, because you don't ask me, how do you fix it? You just say, how do I not feel my emotions so intensely? And I'll tell you why that's so interesting, because how do you see one generation completely lost to crack cocaine, and then you see another generation completely lost to opioids? And it's because drugs work. Drugs work, because rather than people deal with the things that are ailing them, deal with their pain, boredom, or their frustration, Everybody has a refuge, everybody gets high, everybody eats, everybody fucks, everybody is looking for an out. The whole damn world around you is not asking, how do I fix this? How do I heal myself? They're just looking for a way out. No, 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 the way out is in. And when I say that, I mean, that record that you've been keeping, all those things that hurt you, all those boys that you say that you're over but You know them by name, by date, exactly what they said to piss you off, exactly what they did to make you feel like you weren't beautiful or you weren't worthy or you weren't smart or like your body didn't belong to you. Every time that your dad didn't come home or your mother said that thing about your father that made you disbelieve in love or when your friend said that thing that made you seem like you couldn't trust her whatever it is you take that whole record book that you have and you correct the record the reason why you all write into me and think that i can heal you is the same reason i know you can heal yourself tell yourself the truth When I'm hurting really, really badly, I mean, when I was so at my wits end, I thought I was going to go crazy. I didn't know which way was up. The trauma had compounded to the point where I feel like I couldn't leave the house. My bank account was on negative, negative zero. I was angry. I was heartbroken. And so I wrote down exactly what happened to me. And I'm not talking about last week or last month. I started at 14 years old. I said, this thing happened to you. Then this thing happened to you. Then this thing happened. To you i needed to tell the truth because i needed one somebody to believe that these things happened to me and after i told the truth about what happened to me i apologized i needed an apology i said i'm sorry this person did this to you i'm sorry you weren't able to protect yourself i'm sorry this person betrayed you i'm sorry for punishing you with this burden that i've been carrying around for years and after i told the truth the facts of the matter, not my feelings about them, but the real fact. And I apologize for them, not just for me, but because I knew that the people that I needed the apologies from—boys that I have not seen and will never see again, a father who is completely oblivious to the pain that he's caused, friends that I don't talk to, don't have their number, don't know their email, will never converse again—I needed someone to apologize, and I knew it couldn't be them. So instead, I apologized to myself for holding on to it, and. And I signed the letter and I dated the letter and you know what I did after that I let it go signed sealed delivered I let it go and I said I was moving on and you know what every day I am it's not heartbrokenness that you're feeling it's the burden of things that have gone unaddressed for too long things from your childhood and you know once you make that decision to move on you're no longer at the mercy of the past you can start deciding rather than being a consequence of the things that hurt you you can be a consequence of the people and experiences and things that bring you love and now the way that i walk and the way that i talk and the way that i think and the way that i address myself and the way that i address my relationships to other people it all becomes a product of love rather than a product of lack and it was a decision Dear Viv, it was my decision to end things with my ex so that I could better myself, but now I feel afraid that he's moved on at a time that I'm ready to be back with him. I know I should probably trust my initial decision of leaving him and also want to respect his decision of moving on, but I also can't stop loving him and I miss him all the time. What should I do? When it comes to dealing with exes and reconciliation, a good question to always ask is... Do I want a future with this person or am I seeking refuge in the past? And that's why you have to tell yourself the truth about things and situations and not be at the mercy of your feelings, because it's very, very easy when everything gets better in your own life, completely as a product of your own self-work. That you think to yourself, oh, well, let me just get back with my ex. Let me just go backwards because now things will be good. But you have to wonder, one, does this person bring out the best of who you are? Not, is this person cute? Did we have fun together? Whatever. But does this person bring out the best of who I am now? And you have to understand that if you have bettered yourself as you say then you're a different person than with you or with that person. You've already changed so much and you have to question if that person is going to have room to love the person that you've become. And you have to ask yourself if you can reciprocate that in loving the person that they've become. And this is where telling the truth, the objective truth about a situation becomes so important because the truth allows us to reconcile the facts. And sometimes the facts are, I love this person deeply. I love who they are because they're so kind. And they're so funny and look so good when they look so good. And the truth is also that we don't belong together, that we fight about the same things, that we bring each other into a petty and passive aggressive mode, that we are not 19 anymore, that we can't do the same things that we used to do. And that's okay. And maybe now I can pursue a real and genuine friendship with this person. And maybe I can't. And the only thing that I can do is to pray that, somebody is going to love this person in all the ways that I could not that maybe somebody is going to see in this person and reconcile with this person the ways I could not and I pray away this person's loneliness. You know, I think that the best favor that I ever did any of my exes was wishing that they had a woman better than me. I'm not the type of person that when I leave a guy behind, I think to myself, oh, I hope he never finds love. (laughs) I really always think, damn, I hope that they find that woman that wants to cook and clean and wash up after them. I hope that they find that woman that likes to stay in until 3 p.m. watching TV and movies in the dark. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to admit you're not that girl and that's okay because there's always good love waiting and i think that we do a disservice to our exes and disservice to love that was good when it was good by seeking refuge in that because we're too scared of moving into the unknown for all of the confidence that you all think i have you all should have seen me a few weeks ago when i went out to a bar for the first time in years i had been so used to taking on that whole kanye ass I'd rather argue with you than to be with someone else. For the last three or four respective guys that I had dated, it's been so long since I've been that girl. I didn't even remember how to talk to men. I don't even know how to date. And I'm so young that that's ridiculous, but I've been so cornered by love and so disappointed that it takes a lot of courage to welcome newness, guys. It takes a lot of courage to try again. It takes a lot of courage to start over but people start over every single day. Put yourself back out there and give yourself permission to welcome a love that can know the new you and see the new you and respect the new you, (laughs) can see the dreams that you dream and who you're becoming and just know that tomorrow's more important than yesterday. And if you find that tomorrow, that person that you love so much has become somebody that you want to love forever, then you grab hold of your man, sis, and you don't let him go, cause good love is hard to find. Dear Viv, I'm at a point in my life where things just aren't going as how I imagine them to be. At the moment, I'm creatively and financially stifled. I've been asking God to give me the reassurance I need to keep going even when I can't see far into the future anymore. What has helped you through moments such as this? You know, at one point in the not so distant past, I had been in such a state of brokenness and brokenness and hopelessness and really physical discomfort, every single kind of pain you could imagine. I had been going through it pretty much all at once. And you know, I was so confused, genuinely confused. I said, how can a person that is so used to to dealing with exceptional circumstances and rising above them be failing so hard i mean one thing after the other my career was not doing what it was supposed to do and my love life was not doing what it was supposed to do and it was strange because i said my talents have not changed i've gotten smarter and i'm as beautiful as i've ever been and more fit and more patient (laughs) so why am i failing Every single day, I would ask, why, why, why? And I would just, I would also be praying five times a day, waking up extra early, trying to get reassurance, trying to grasp at straws for some reason. And then I was asking for reassurance that it would stop, but it didn't stop. Week after week, day after day, they were compounded and the pain was getting worse and worse. And I was rising above it strangely enough, because I knew that there were people counting on me, because I knew I was counting on myself, and some days the only thing that kept me going was an agenda. I said, I have to send that email, I have to put that project together because somebody's counting on me, knowing I wasn't getting paid a lot of money for it, or knowing that maybe it was in vain, but I did it anyway, and day after day, you know, I had to keep encouraging myself, and I would go exercise, and I would call my mother, and I would go through the routine of things, and all of a sudden, I felt that I was getting stronger, and nothing was changing, and nothing was getting better, and life was still kicking my ass, but I was getting stronger and it was so strange to me that I was getting stronger despite the fact that things weren't getting better and when I say it was strange I don't mean that metaphorically I was so confused by the fact that I could be doing well in the midst of doing poorly that I actually googled it I mean, I wish I would have had an Ask Viv podcast because I had to Google it. I physically Googled, and this will be something I remember for the rest of my life. What is happening to me? That's what I put in the search bar. What is happening to me? And you know what happens when you Google what is happening to me? The first hundred search results all say, why is this happening to me? And it illuminated something so critical to me about why people are not able to best their pain is because every time they go through something even the smartest and richest and best of people every time that they run into a conflict they say why is this happening to me why am i being betrayed i was such a good friend why am i being cheated on i was such a good girlfriend or why when i'm so smart and why, when I'm so successful or so talented, why is this happening to me? But when you get past the why and you start asking, what is happening to me? What is actually happening to me? What are the facts? Is it that bad? What, what have I learned in the past that helps me deal with this situation? What is still good even when things are bad? Who's still here? Who's still around? What do I know? It's sort of like being a, in a panic room in an adventure movie where you're trying to find a way out and you're completely in the dark and the room is filling with water and you only have 30 seconds so you have to rely on your bare instincts and you have to think what is happening to me and how am I going to get out of this and that's how we work in these situations of darkness when there's nothing coming it feels like you have to rely on what you know what you know and that's your reassurance. The reassurance is that somehow, somewhere, you've done this before. Somehow, somewhere, you're going to wake up and you're going to find a reason to be okay. You've got to find a reason to be okay. And I made a definitive Choice that if I couldn't change anything around me, that if the bank account didn't change, and if the job didn't change, and if the boy didn't change, and if the weight didn't change, and if nothing else changed, I was gonna change my mind. Right there, I was gonna change my mind. I was gonna change my mind about the things I had been saying to myself. I was going to change my mind about the things that hurt me. I was gonna stop punishing myself with the bitterness that I had been harboring towards other people and telling me that it was punishing them. And all of a sudden, when nothing changes around you, you change your mind and the things around you begin to transform. And it's confusing. And you say, what is happening inside of me? What is this change? It's strength. It's pure strength. And it's strength formed from freedom. Because when you learn to rise above your feelings, when you learn to live beyond being at the constant mercy of your situation you free yourself from the thing that most people are bonded to most people are bonded to what's in their bank account the richest people even rich people they think that they're happy with what they have but they wouldn't know what to do if they lost it and many poor people they have zero dollars and they're in constant state of anxiety because they don't know what they're going to do next and they're at the mercy of their feelings. So even when things are going really well, if all of a sudden something changes suddenly and they, somebody hurts their feelings, then all of a sudden the world is crashed down. And it's a terrible way to live, being at the mercy of your feelings. When you find something rock solid in your instinct, something that says, I know who I am and I know where I am and I know that this will get better. If not today, if not tomorrow, this will change. Then you begin to change and things around you begin to change because the bad just can't get to you the way that it used to. Things can't break you down the way that they once did and it's not out of some vanity or ego or false pretense it's a true strength that a lot of people will never know that rises above circumstance and saying I'm still here and I'm still special the future is still more important than the past and the present is not so good but it's all i have and so i thank god for it anyway dear viv i'm only 20 but i have a serious fear of abandonment due to childhood issues with my parents and it really affects my confidence in romantic relationships as i get attached quickly but i'm also always paranoid and anxious that my partner will leave me do you have any advice The thing about issues like abandonment and anxiety surrounding it is that when you indulge in those issues and when you fail to repair those issues and I mean really get to the root of them you rob yourself of the ability to enjoy any relationship and you also can enjoy being alone because when you're in a relationship you automatically become codependent I mean you will become codependent because you latch on to people fearing that if you don't latch on that they'll leave and then when you're latching on you can't even enjoy 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 it because you have a simultaneous anxiety that they're going to leave. And then when you're alone, it only seeks to confirm the fact that everybody leaves and you're always alone. So you spend time in this loop in which everything confirms your pain. And then when you get a little bit of happiness, you distrust it. I said this in the last episode, and I'll say it as many times as I need to say it to as many people as I need to say it. I don't care if it's your boyfriend, I don't care if it's your son, I don't care if it's your sister, I don't care if it's your mother. Do not ever place yourself so deeply in a person that when they walk out that door, they can take you with them. Don't ever latch on to somebody grip hold so strong, not even your literal parents. I mean, you have to actually start entertaining the possibility that not only can people leave, but hate to make it anticlimactic for you, they are going to to leave. That's the thing. You're 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 posing this as a hypothetical question. You're saying, "I don't know what I'm going to do if they leave." Oh, they're going to leave. Everyone's going to leave, you find out. And I hate to be bleak, but I have to keep it real with you because I had friends that we grew apart because I had to move away or they moved away. I had men that straight up ghosted me after we had serious emotional ties and even I had my parents have to leave, have to take hiatuses to figure out who they are. And then I just had to straight up bury some people, I mean really say goodbye to people for this lifetime. People leave. It's a reality that you're going to have to deal with and the only way to get comfortable with the fact that people leave I mean the only way is to make sure that the only place that you really put your full self is in yourself and that's not to be on some individualistic oh I can't stand people I can't trust people oh you know I'm, I'm out on my own that's just to say I know who I am I know what I am I know I'm capable and worthy of love I know whose I am higher power I know how I am what I'm capable of at my best, what I'm capable of at my worst. And nobody can take those things from me. And if everything else changes, if the tide changes, if people move away, if people pass away, if there's no more money left in the bank account, if everything switches up and I don't know what's what, I know who I am and I can find myself and I can love on myself. And yes, some days it's not enough. And that's why we are so blessed to have people we can call up and love because some days it's not enough. And no, it will never feel the same to hug on yourself or kiss on yourself as it does other people. That's not what I'm saying. You need other people, but you cannot fully enjoy love. You will always be the consequences of what somebody did to you. The thing is, some of you think that you've been in love. You've never even been in love. I used to think that I had been in love before. I'm starting for the first time in my life to think maybe I've never even been in love. Because I don't know love without my past. Never have I been in a relationship where I wasn't making a man pay for what the other 20 men before him did. Never had I been in a relationship with my parents where I wasn't constantly checking them against all the things that they did wrong when I was a child. I'm falling in love with my father, as strange as that is to say, for the first time in my life. We're going out to dinner all the time and I'm finding out things that he's into and his talents and... He's telling me about my grandmother that I didn't know much about and sharing things from his childhood and giving me dating advice. And I'm seeing what an independent relationship, what a love can look like without being so burdened by fear. Because up until last year, my entire relationship with my father was nothing but walking on eggshells and bitterness and trying to hold him to account for all the things that he didn't do or all the terrible things that he did do. And I didn't even know love with him without it. And I can be excited now about my next romance because it will be my real first love. The first time that I'm just like, who are you? Let me get to know you. Let me see what you're about completely independent of anybody I ever known. You gotta let it go so that you can enjoy the fullness of life. You just have to. Or else what's the point of romance? What's the point of being 20? You might as well be 50. If you're 20 years old and everything that was good that's going to happen already happened and only bad is coming, what's the point of trying to love at all? At some point, you gotta let that shit go. I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard, guys. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's fun. It's a grueling process to really take account of the past and change your mind about who you are. It's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. But until you do it, you're not going to know freedom. You're not going to know how free you are. You're not going to know that that thing in your mind that's so deeply controlled by what did happen and so fearful and anxious of what will happen a lot of you don't even know yourselves without it you have no idea who you are and what you're capable of without all of your fear and resentment for the past you have no idea and you just don't know you don't know who you could love and the thing is you don't know who your love could save i had childhood abandonment issues i had deep distrust issues I had violation issues. I had issues with sex. I had every kind of issues a person could have up and down. I went through a hellish girlhood. And you know what? I can't save that girl. I can't save my girlhood. I can't take that back. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fix myself, the woman I am, and I'm going to go save someone else's. You go back and you work on your issues I don't care what it takes Therapy, write it out, paint it out Every single day, listen to every single song you need to listen to Research your pain Find literature of people who have been through the same thing and conquered it Read any Toni Morrison book, I swear Read any single one of them Find that thing that's hurting inside of you Fix it Learn to love yourself so you can go out and love other people And that's not a suggestion, guys. I'm expecting that of you. You have to understand, these long bits of time in between these episodes, people think, oh, you know, Viv is busy and she's traveling the world or she's working on some big project. I'm not. In between these episodes, I'm working on me. I'm working through my past. I'm banging out every issue, I'm mending a broken heart, I'm bigging up my self esteem, I'm getting my health right, I'm calling my mother, I'm praying five times a day so that when I get here with you I can be honest, I can tell you the truth and I can hold you to the standard that I hold myself because I know it's possible. Real healing is possible. Anybody that tells you that it's not is lying to you. And they're your enemy, straight up. Anybody that tells you that there's a trauma so big that you cannot face it, anyone telling you That there's something about you that's so wrong that it can't be loved. Anyone telling you that there's something that you've done that's so deeply disturbing that it can't be forgiven, it's a lie. And it's a lie I told myself for too long. And now that I can see what happens when you change your mind, how the entire world around you can follow suit, I've just had to spread the good news. I've just had to tell everybody I know that it gets better if you let it, that you get better, that this too shall pass and the things around you they mend themselves if you let them and if you look for miracles you find them and if you look for love you find it and what you're seeking is seeking you and if you're seeking healing then it's going to find you and if you're seeking pain that it's going to find you but you have a responsibility to yourself and no you can't go backwards and the past is gone and if you're listening to this and if you wanted a way back into the past i'm sorry no i'm not going to give you an excuse to revert. I'm not gonna say give it up because it's no use. I'm gonna say remember for all of those things that you remember in your childhood that were so painful and so distinctly hurtful, I want you all to remember when you were children and your eyes were wide and full of expectation and possibility and the world felt new and it felt like nothing could hurt you. So when you were running full speed ahead into a wall and you hit it, you were genuinely surprised as much as you were crying. You were so surprised because you didn't even know that the world could knock you down and you jumped off of the jungle gym and you fell face first into the wood chips and you're bleeding and you're genuinely surprised you could not fly because nobody had ever told you you couldn't fly and that's what I want for you all because that's what I feel now I want you to feel the joy of starting over I want you to feel the newness of life the possibility that I'm experiencing when you just take a little time to work on your issues we get the time that we get and you know I'd like to dedicate this episode to Nipsey Hussle our brother such a beacon of light and hope and intelligence, deep, deep wisdom, and such a felt love and power within his community. And you look at a life like that, 33 years old, and all you might do is despair and wish that he would have gotten 33 more, 66 more. And you wonder, well, if a person like that who gave all of his energy, spread his self across so many different communities, trying to make things a little bit better and change things, And if he can get taken from us so soon, then what's the use of trying at all? But you have to understand that Nipsey Hussle comes from a community where everyone is in need of assistance. And you look up and there is very little indication that things are going to get better. And often it looks like nobody is coming and everybody's betting against everybody else. And besides the average spiritual wickedness in high and low places that just comes from living in the world, you also have institutional inequity and unemployment and drug abuse and gang violence. And Nipsey Hussle was a living embodiment of somebody who thought it was more important to go within than to focus on what they were going without. And he is one of those people that embodies what I'm talking about when you consider. Consider what happens when you try to see who you are beyond the pain of circumstance, beyond the visage of environment. Who you are when you chase after yourself to the highest possibilities. We may think that it was some kind of plot or ploy to destroy good, but the truth is You get the time that you get, and when that time is over, you stand in front of the sum of all of your accomplishments and good and wrongdoing, and you see all the people who've bared witness to what you were capable of, all of the people that you love, and you expanded and you enlightened and you uplifted and you empowered. And when you're able to stand in front of all of that good and see the ways in which you've expanded possibility for others, then there is absolutely no question of why somebody would chase after that possibility even if it led to their demise. So I encourage each and every one of you, wherever you're living in the world, whatever you're going through, whatever you're coming out of, whatever you're getting over, to continue to strive to become all that you could be. And not just because of what it would mean for yourself or potential for money or fame or power, but for what it could mean in the difference of the lives of everybody around you. And if it gets hard, as I know it'll get hard, and if it feels hopeless, like I know it sometimes does, and if you get weary, (laughs) like I know you'll get weary, and confused, as we're always confused, or you're just in need of some assistance, You look for love wherever you can find it, and know that you can always find it right here. I'm Bianca Vivion, and if you ever need anything at all, you can always ask Viv. How do I see? The